Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Hey everybody, welcome to the newest episode of Roger Roger. How we doing today? Woo, hello everybody. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles. Super excited to be on yet another episode of the Roger Roger podcast. <laughs> that You know, I'm missing the droids, but you know what? Yeah. I'm happy with the clones. You know, I have to say I like clones more. <laughs> but we could we could get a Roger Roger. I mean, we're three episodes deep, and not one Roger Roger. We've had a Roger by a clone, I think, but no Roger Roger. And that's kind of an interesting place to start because something that I want to talk about is that we may as well start right here is the beginning of the second ep- like the be- the first episode started. It showed the Clone Wars logo, got Thanos snapped out of existence to show the Bad Batch, and then it gave us the narrator voice. It was like attacking on this planet I with him. deep bubba That's the thing. He- and we had all the clones, and they were joking around. The clones like, "Oh, I guess I'm in charge." Why? And it's like, "Hey, what, what are you doing? Stop that!" And it's like, uh, "Stop, citizen!" When it's already just ahead, you know, like these funny moments. But they were like winding down, and no one was really in the mood. For for him and then when you get to episode two it's silence it's just boom boom and then it goes into the thing and it just starts and the tone is totally different and i think it's interesting that they just subtly just did that they set the precedent in episode one of having the same clone wars beginning and having the droids and then it's just completely forgotten about and gone for episode two i was wondering if you noticed that and had any like reaction to it (laughs) I for my first reaction is how heated you are out of the gate, Charles. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You are you're just jamming it in. <laughs> and um no, and I so I noticed what you're talking about a little bit, but not to the extent you're talking about. The we I think in the first episode we talked about um not our first episode, the first episode of the Bad Batch. Right. We talked about, like you said, the Clone Wars logo transitioning into the Bad Batch and Thanos kind of snapped setting, out of existence. There you go. Is, right. what <laughs> is the official stand. It's a Disney Marvel PM. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's, it was a great precedent for where the show was going. But even further, it's in the second episode, third episode. We are weaning away from more of the comedic lightheartedness of the Clone Wars, even though some of those episodes were very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a new show, and it's really cementing the position of the show. It's a little different. The narrator's gone. Um and you know i miss some of the old stuff but i love some of the new stuff right i love how these intros just kind of embody this awkward changing of the guard oh yeah kind of motif where it's like one day it was one thing and then the next day it's it's different you know and they're very aware of their theming and i really appreciate that like and i just got i was cramming it in just because i was so excited about the segue and and i didn't want to lose that thought of the droids because the the b1 battle droids which we love on the roger roger podcast uh they (laughs) were there but they were like tone deaf to the show that they were in (laughs) well they're tone deaf to everything so that's what we love about them (laughs) right right so i just wanted to know that's a great point yeah, go for it. No, it's fa- it's a fantastic point, and I realize that, but you really hit it home. It's it's a much larger theme than I think a lot of people are giving credit to, and I think theming and some more. I don't want to say like 
cinematic details are being noticed in this show, but I think they are. Like, there was one instance, I believe it was in the second episode, where, uh, if we're on this topic anyway, mm-hmm. if uh, you remember that Imperial hologram guy that was talking about chain codes? Yes. So, above him in the sky, the left, you know, press uh, before very kind of sunny it was a nice horizon type of sky to the right future stormy lightning i don't know mm, if you noticed that. i did not notice that at all yeah very <laughs> cool i think they're sneaking in stuff like that where it's like a little you know they're putting a little more i don't want to say they didn't put thought into the clone wars because they definitely did but there's a little difference in the direction of the show and i think more people are picking up on that and i think the writers or um storyboard artists are definitely doing that on purpose Absolutely, and that's part of what makes the show so exciting, this change of the guard energy, and we certainly get that just talking about the intros of the show, and how yeah, I mean, one I mean, day it was Clone Wars, and the next day it's it's just silent, like two seconds of silence straight into the episode, so... Yeah, it's an interesting move. I do like the intro. You know, it's different than even The Mandalorian, it's different than, obviously, any of the movies. It's got its own feel, and that kind of makes it Star Wars has made even the um, you know Star Wars stories like uh, Rogue One and Solo. Everything kind of has its own feel, and the Bad Batch definitely has its own feel. And that's definitely hard to do when you're working with so much of the same media, mm-hmm. but in different ways. And I think they're really killing it with that. I agree. I'm really interested where the show is going. Um, should we get into some of our discussions? I know we're talking about two episodes today. I don't know if we even mentioned that, but we are talking about... No, you about, were too, you were too quick too, out of the gate. I was too eager to get my intro conversation in, but we are talking about both episode two and episode three of The Bad Batch. And we have Cut and Run is episode two, and episode mm-hmm. three is Recruits. Replacements. Replacements. Ah, there we Close. go. Uh, that's a much Recruits better title. Recruits might actually be a Clone Wars episode. It probably is. They had they made a I thousand episodes of Clone Wars. I know, but if that was like the third episode of like season whatever, that would be kind of cool. Huh. You know, we could look into that. Yeah, but yeah, so we're talking about both today. We might be jumping around a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's all right, because our plan right now is we're going to do... Bad Batch episodes as they come out, and we got to catch up, and we'll do our normal Roger Roger, just general episodes, alternating with those. So that's a little uh, behind the scenes for everybody listening. All right, so where should we start? Um, you know, we could start with personally. I wanted to uh, drop just a general note on the animation. Mm-hmm. I think there has been, I mean, the first episode, the three-parter, I consider it, was animated very well, but I feel like it's been fine-tuned a little bit since then. Episode mm. two and three, don't, I, I don't know, I, you know, I watched this with somebody else, and I feel like it's a little more crisp. Have you noticed anything like that? Yeah, I, you know, there's things that are so different here than the Clone Wars. You get, like, different shading and, like, light textures, which you never got yeah. in the Clone Wars. You got characters wearing different costumes and outfits which you yep. never got in the clone wars like anakin yep. looked like anakin every <laughs> he just, was copy you know, and pasted yeah he was day. copy and pasted and so are all the characters but you have the bad batch wearing disguises and wearing civilian clothes and wearing spacesuits and wearing battle armor and and you know wearing their pajamas it's like yeah really. they, they 
it's it's the lengths that they're going to. They never went to in in Clone Wars. Not, and that's yeah. just because you know Clone Wars they're making tons of episodes. And, it's also the budget. Too, yeah, it's the know. budget. But exactly. the animation is just so crisp and high def to me. It's it's really good. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I thought it looks great, and I appreciated all the new details that are go into the different elements of animation here, mostly lighting and texture. But <laughs> yeah, it's a lot around. of that, really. It's a huge aspect. It can even make, you know, not. It's when they do like an HD remake of a game. You don't really change a lot of the. Um, I'm trying to think of the actual word for it. You don't change like the polygons. You just crisp the, up the. Yeah, textures. you don't like rebuild it. And that's what it, it seems like, right? <laughs> and it seems like they just made everything so crisp and clean. And you know, watching it on, a, you know, a, f- a 4K TV. Um, I don't think I get Disney Plus in 4K, but it just looks awesome. And uh, I noticed that right away with Episode mm-hmm. Two. More even te- Episode Two and Three, even more than Episode One. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. Right. They they definitely. There wasn't a dip in quality after their big, huge. No, absolutely not. Right. It just picks up right where it left off and it keeps going, which I'm very happy with. And one of the things it picks up on, for me at least, is, uh, you know, so if you watch uh, Friends Talking Fantasy, you know we all went to New Zealand. We did. Right. Uh, I feel like I met Omega. <laughs> is she the most New Zealish Kiwi you've ever met? <laughs> I, her voice certainly is. Oh my and god! It's, it's, but I feel like they cranked it up to eleven. She's like, "Hey, Tick. Yeah, hey, Tick. There's I a creature be with out you. there. <laughs> I want to stay with you." And it's I. I love it. It's yeah. it's such a fantastic act. It's kind of weird coming from a clone, but I guess their kind of vibe is a little Australiany anyway. Although yeah. I don't know um, the original. Jango Fett from the movies. Mm. I I don't think he might be Spanish or something, but I don't I don't think he's Australian. But um, I don't think so either. But they definitely like somehow I, the voice actor might be Australian, and then the New Zealand uh, tick. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, Omega's grown on me quite a bit. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I I'm a I'm an Omega fan, and I'm interested in the mystery around her, which I'm sure we'll we will get into but yeah no i'm very happy with the you know creative direction here with omega's character and mm-hmm. i think that's what a lot of episode two was dedicated to was helping establish this Absolutely. dynamic between omega and hunter and omega and the rest of well, the, the bad batch yeah. yeah so I mean, not so much happens like conspiracy, greater Star Wars lore-wise in Episode 2. Right. A lot of that happens in Episode 3. But I think Episode 2 really took the time to get Omega and the rest of the Bad Batch on the same page. I mean, yes, Episode Definitely. 1 ended where it's like, welcome to the team. But now it's like, <laughs> should she really be on the team? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Which is a valid question, and that's what Episode 2 uh and three. And run. There's some of that in three too. There's some there. of that. Yeah, there's still yeah. some acceptance going on in three, but it's the. I think the commitment was really made in episode two, and. and yeah, it was a, a good direction for two. A little character building. One of the things I thought was odd about that was, that, you know, okay, so the uh, the start of episode two, I understand her being wowed by the space pumpkins when they're walking through the like <laughs> cornfield, but she's a clone that was, you know 
educated on Camino. <laughs> She's a she medical knows, assistant. Right. She knows what dirt is. <laughs> you know yeah. that. And even the sea floor has sediment. That that kind of annoyed me a little bit. When was she bit. going on the ni- sea floor? She was in the Kaminoan labs. Yeah, the but time. she learned. It's not like the clones had, you know, they got. You know, launched out of a dropship for the first time and freaked out. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That scene came off kind of silly to me Just as well. Just the first part but... of it, but the second part of it was very endearing. I mean, that's the so, first thing we hear at the beginning. They give us a, wow, what is this? He's like, I that know. is dirt. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was a good delivery right. from Tech where he's like, it that was. is dirt. Or tick, and, uh, as we say. Tick. <laughs> and he had some good delivery with something else, too. It was kind of cheesy, but it really made me chuckle. It was... Uh, uh, do you think you would forge some chain codes? He's like, I just learned about them. But yeah, I'm like, <laughs> such a jack. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it made, it got me good. Yeah, he's he surprises me with his delivery sometimes. And Him and Echo are a weird little comedic pair, and I kind of want to see that expanded. Right, right. But um, but back to uh, Omega. So she's you know experiencing a new planet for the first time. I love that, and she actually, and I love the callback to that. Um, Clone Wars episode where they actually see where Rex f- meets um, this deserting clone for the first Cut, time. Cut, I believe is his name. Which, yeah, you know, so. the episode's called Cut and Run. Mm-hmm. So take that there for you what go. you will. But I believe his name is Cut and yeah, he comes back. Never thought we'd see Cut again, but here we no, are. No, but it's a good place. Yeah, really. It's interesting. It's this idea of life for a clone outside of the clone army. And he's really the only one that's been able to successfully do it that they're aware of um yeah and, and i like his advice too. he has great later. advice yeah later in the episode because hunter goes how do you disappear and he's like dude you don't disappear you just stop being a soldier and live a life yeah and notice you yeah and that's 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 like there's a lot of thematic cool stuff going on in the bad batch and that's one of it one of them is um how are they going to get away from all of this and just live a life they can they learn you know cut showed them a good way to do it mm-hmm. yeah and needed those precious um need those precious codes <laughs> what the, yeah. the names of those? and we also can we just acknowledge before we move on some um amazing call that we get a gonk droid which oh love the gun pa- um just he was uh, he was w- um, weightlifting them <laughs> yeah he was just um, curling. Curling. curling he was yeah. curling a gonk droid and then we get a deadly nexu which is a callback yeah. to attack of the clones where that were one squared off against padme uh, yeah and the, the sand pits i didn't know i guess we don't Oh, that planet starts with an A, maybe? Because I know the Mantis is from Fallujah, I think. Fallujah, something mm-hmm, with an F. Mm-hmm. I thought the Twi'leks were native to that planet, so it's interesting to see. Um, you got to give me the name again of that, like, saber cat type Nexu? thing. Nexu? Yeah. I guess they're native to this planet, which that's, you know... It's a cool callback, like you said. Yeah, it's fun. And there's all kinds of Easter eggs. That's what a lot of Star Wars is about, right? These yeah. days is all these fun Easter eggs. And so just wanted to acknowledge some of these in episode two here mm-hmm. before we get into some of these themes. Because Hunter is all about this idea of, oh, you, talking about Cut and Sue, right? This deserted mm-hmm. clone and his wife, I guess. I don't really know their situation. Think, yeah. Partner. And he says, you two can give her something that we can't. It's what she needs, which... Or what she deserves, something like that. Yeah, which is um, 
I would say 100% the right choice, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got some points. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not wrong. But, you know, it's also comes back to what Omega wants and what Hunter wants. Like, maybe it's not a safe environment for a child, but both of them want to be together. And I think that's, like, the realization mm-hmm. that they come to in, in, in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to see more development in their relationship. And obviously, we're going to see down the line, um, just talking like a narrative perspective, I think we're going to see uh, something else horrible. Not horrible, but like there's going to be like a narrative hook type of thing that happens to Omega Dangerous. And um, she's going to pull through for either the rest of the Bad Batch to save herself. There's going to be a real moment, maybe in like a couple episodes, two, three episodes, that's going to cement her as a real asset to the Bad Batch. Oh, for not sure. Not yet. Not yet, but it's going to, you know, she'll prove herself well, in more, more she, than in episode three, I think. Yeah, and she did some stuff. And like she delivered the chain code. She Oh, for sure. She's been on point with everything she's done. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I think we're going to see a huge moment where the entire Bad Batch recognizes her as, um, I guess, a, 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 I don't want to say a warrior, but that's kind of where it's going, really, as a yeah. soldier. Yeah. Which is an interesting interesting theme. They're, they, that's very interesting. And uh, yeah, I think this. I'm very curious to see, like, the more Omega does, the more it feels like we're getting clues as to what the Kaminoans were planning to do and what her role yeah. is in all of this. Although um, we haven't seen any of her, you know, some of that mystery that we saw in the first episode. I didn't mm. see any of that in two or three, you know, where she's mimicking or picking up a trait on somebody else. Right. She kind of just... Um, What's the word? She kind of just powered through everything in episode two and three. She just did what she thought she had to do, and she got it done, basically. Right, exactly. Really, episode two was a lot of character work, so we got Mm -hmm. a lot of these, like, oh, they weren't expressing themselves to each other. They were doing what they thought they needed to do. And then um, it it ultimately ends with where Omega's like, I know I made a mistake, and I have a lot to learn. Like, I'm sorry that I got all tangled up with that Nexu. But this is where I want to be. And then I believe it's Hunter who says, to, to tell you the truth, kid, I so guess I, I've yeah. got a lot to learn, too. If this yeah, is no, where absolutely. you want to be, then this is where you'll stay. And I think that may even be the last line of the episode, which could be was cute. It's cute, but it's just it, it, the idea is very interesting to me because, you know, from a storytelling point of view, that's nice. Like, hey, this kid is now part of the bad batch you're in with us guys but realistically that's a very i hunter made the right call sending her away with uh cut and the um the, the family yeah, yeah cut sue and the family that was really the right call she's going to end up in a lot of dangerous situations and i think this is kind of showing the um naivete of the clones and I think mm-hmm. we might see more of that a little later because while they're, I mean, on point when it comes to tactics and fighting and anything like that, this is something they're not trained for. They're not bred with. They're not, uh, they know nothing about raising a kid. So, or even dealing with a teenager. I, I think, she, I don't know how old she is, but, and I think we'll see more of this about. As he said in the you know end of the episode, I, I have stuff to learn as well, 
And I think we're going to keep seeing that. They're going to make more errors. I think there's going to be some peril coming. And the, hopefully they, everybody gets out of it fine. But I think we're going to see some missteps, bigger missteps coming. Yes, for sure. But I, I think that wraps up episode two nicely because there's just so much speculation that can be had as we get into the yeah. third episode here. Replacements, right? That's the name of it. And Mm-hmm. By golly, this what, what do we talk about first? <laughs> There's a lot going on in this episode. I mean, this took quite a turn. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting yeah. this episode. Me neither. Not even close. But and there's some tone-shifting moments that happen in this. And there's some interesting little lines that are snuck in here that I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. What does this mean? What are you talking about genetic material? What, what, what's going on? <laughs> ah, you're talking about the host, maybe Django, maybe another genetic host for future experiments? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think the Kaminoans, I don't have the actual quote in front of me, but they were, there was this very important scene where it's the prime minister and what is her name, Nala Say, where they're yeah, walking. Very next, end of the episode, right? Very, they're walking next to each other and it's like, our genetic host is wearing thin. We have the new, they maybe hinted at a potential new host, whether they had it already or um, identified who they wanted it to be. I was thinking it was going to be Omega or Crosshair. Oh, like other Maybe. clones as genetic material? I don't, yeah, I don't know if that flies though. Uh, my, an interesting theory is like, what if they wanted to get Boba Fett in the mix? Oh, because he, needs he a is little an unmodified anyway, clone. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, um, could be perhaps a good source. But then there's also the theory of what if there's someone who was force sensitive as a, as yeah. a genetic material and that may be the first success with that may have been with omega actually possible, it's possible. yeah no that's a that's a huge a huge development if it happens maybe a little siphodias right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <actually. laughs> they, just they have him that. locked up in uh one of those sleep. liquid or cryo sleep or one of those liquid container things the uh, back to tank yeah. yeah or they have them had a, hooked up like the emperor and one of these like metal claws yeah. <laughs> saifu diaz pulling all the strings could just be futurama style just a head in a jar oh know? yeah head in a jar that would be fun yeah no, that, but i do i do think and they even said the next phase or phase two they, the, the kaminoans are up to something and i'm very interested to see where they're going yeah the kaminoan plot and all of this like yeah. they're trying to stay in business right and they recognize that it's time to innovate or yeah. we will lose our only contract, which was funding Pretty this much. war. And now that there's yeah. no war, we need to fund soldiers. And how are we going to do that? And they, that's yeah. the questions that they were asking. I know that they've got something in that R&D department. And maybe it's Omega. And to what extent she plays? I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because you hear them talk about the clones as property. And, that, right. and obviously, if they have free will and they're ran away and stuff so can they use the uh, inhibitor chips to lure them back is that something that can happen yeah are they the, good you know, or bad or what like who knows i meant the bad batch specifically because i think that's where they're focused on um but you know there's a lot going on there right and- but we don't even know if nala say for example feels like a like a loving connection, to, connection Omega. to Omega. Yeah, which mm-hmm. like, oh, she's my medical assistant. It's like, is that a cover story? Are you trying to 
Um, My guess is it's a cover story that she, you know, but she's then she, they, like you said, they go off and they are talking. She's talking in private with the prime minister, and they're talking about property and codes and the next. Product. Yeah, but it's the prime minister. What are you gonna blow your cover there? Mm, you know? So you if think she the wants prime to, minister might be no good, but Nala say is. I like, mean, not that's an interesting. No good. Yeah, I mean, but no good is relative because if you think about it like this, like as the prime minister said their not just their business but their entire world i think like the race of kaminoans depend on this contract so they're going to go to extremes to preserve the contract and we've seen that the show has no problem running with very very dark themes as you know later in the episode we see the whole Saul Guerrero's troop get massacred uh, also, spoilers for episode two and three. If we didn't say that, oh yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> we, we said be... we were talking. But this show said it's already set up that they're going to talk about dark stuff, and perpetuating a entire race based on cloning is already a dark topic to begin with. And if you really think about it, and now you bring in you know this whole new phase two stuff, whatever they're up to, it, it, this could get very interesting. Uh, in a you know in a very creepy way yeah i, I want to know more about these this next product line for the clones i want to mm-hmm. know more about like it, how it relates to omega and why she exists and what her role is in all this and i also wanted to relate to the kaminoan relationship with the empire are they trying to um set things in motion to kind of free themselves from the empire or are they I don't think desperate so. for that contract <laughs> I think they're desperate for that contract mm. that's my guess but you know we'll see but then that leads me into something else I had a bit of a I, w- I don't want to say an issue with but a plot whole kind of thing mm-hmm. the whole crux of episode 3 was and basically the whole series is conscript uh conscription soldiers versus clones right what you, you know you could probably do both <laughs> <laughs> i think that's kind of the compromise they were working with here uh, uh, but i think um lieutenant chad is going to try to <laughs> is that actually out. his name no, or is that the he looks that's what he looks <laughs> like. i was gonna say because <laughs> i believe i would believe you if you said that was his name but <laughs> no I, I forgot his name but he he's obvious his agenda is to phase out the clones that's oh, going to be yeah. – we know that's going to happen. And we know and, Grand Moff Tarkin was like, the clones are obsolete and they're expensive. I don't yeah. want to use them anymore. Right. But I mean as – oh, I think he actually – he's not Grand Moff yet, is he? Oh, I think he's he not. Prom- no. He-, he got a promotion though. I, I remember that. I noted it, but I forgot what it was. Ah. He went up from Admiral in uh, – To General or something? It's some, No. Well, General I believe is Army and the ad- Admiral is – to admiral is to navy as general is to army i think so he might be like moff maybe he's grand moff now but he's something above admiral now if that makes sense okay yeah well we uh we will watch his career with great interest as they say <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one thank you <laughs> yeah but so I, I you know realistically not realistically but like in universe i would think maybe have a you know elite clone commanders and then conscription soldiers or have the generals you know if the clones are that good have them do certain jobs and then have the you know conscription soldiers do the rest but maybe it's too expensive 
Uh, maybe the Emperor is trying to phase out clones for his own agenda. You know, he's trying to shut down the clone business because he wants, you know, um, a host of his own. That's possible. There's a lot behind the scenes that we don't really know. So plot hole was definitely the wrong word, but it's definitely something that I'm thinking about. Like, what is the real reason for some of this stuff? Mm-hmm. I think that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think as those questions get answered, I think it's really going to build in the lore of this period that is kind of dry on content, which I'm just, that's to me is the most exciting thing is the revelations of like, what's really going on in the history between episode three and episode four, you know, that's. Yeah, no, we're going to see some huge developments and we already have really. Oh yeah. And it's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier. I mean, speaking of crazy and crazier, do you want to talk about uh, Hunter and Omega here, or we want to talk about Crosshair? Crosshair. Oh, uh, take your pick, man. Um, all right, let's do a little Omega first. Actually, no, let's do Crosshair first. Okay, okay. Um, so in this episode, we see a lot more of Crosshair. We see him at the end. He's kind of back in his room, questioning. I, I think being a little contemplative about mm. what's going on. Mm. But earlier in the episode, you know, good, good, <laughs> oh, uh, good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers and, follow orders, indeed. And I, uh, I really couldn't believe what was going on <laughs> in this episode. I, it really took me by, um, by surprise completely. I knew, you know. So for those who, I'm sure everybody's watched it, but so oh, the uh, Moff Tarkin says, "Hey, if you guys want to prove yourself." Do the mission, Clone Force 99 couldn't. Yeah. And then they do. And Crosshair goes full Imperial. On yeah. Tie massacres everybody, basically. Right. Well, there was that one like, conscription soldier who was like, hey, man, I didn't come here to do this. This is wrong. Yeah. And then Crosshair kills him. Sergeant Chad. Yes, Sergeant Chad, as, as opposed to... Although clip. I think those are reversed. Yeah, and, <laughs> then, <laughs> and then, of course, they were like, what do we do? It's like, we finished the mission, and then... They're afraid of him. They just go along with it. We all know what happens. They break out the flamethrower, and I was like, holy that, moly. I know! That was nuts! <laughs> that was... Uh, I was not expecting that. No. Uh, I mean... So- they don't show anything really. I mean, they imply it heavily enough. and they yeah. place the sound, but um, yeah, it's it's a direction I did not think they would be willing to go for a show like this one that was compared so directly to the Clone Wars, which yeah, aired on Cartoon is... Network. And I mean, granted, the Clone Wars had clones dying in all kinds of horrific ways. <laughs> like, yeah, but not. It was an unusually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was an unusually violent show, but always it was like this battle action mm-hmm. to like nondescript clones. We never got like innocents getting torched. Mm-hmm. That was not something that we had signed up for in the original show. And I think this is, again, more of this like, oops, the Empire. It's the world of the Empire now. You better. Get used to it, yeah. Which is insane. I mean, they have to ramp up to blowing up a planet just for fun, basically, to right. send a message. Actually, it wasn't even to send a message. That was secret. I don't think right. they uh, announced that the Death Star did that. It was basically just to screw with Princess Leia. Yeah. And I mean, that's insane. It's pretty so. Wild. I mean, that's that's what the Empire does. So hey, right. we're, because we're in it. We're right in the before Empire. that, they did something that I really appreciated, which they kind of did in the last season of Clone Wars. That same 
that same conscription soldier, like uh, Soldier Chad, who was like, I'm, you know, say what you will, I've got a job, I've got money, I've got a roof over my head. That's more than the Republic ever did for me. That was in this episode. That was in this episode. No, that was in this episode. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said in the Clone Wars. Oh, did I? I meant in the Bad Batch, in this episode. And they did a similar thing in the last season of the Clone Wars when Ahsoka met those girls and they're like, oh, we hate the Jedi. Like, oh, they suck. So it's like we're introducing these alternative theories so we can kind of understand... Like some points the, of view, but then some points of view because to me, like with Star Wars, it's like literally the dark side, right? It's like, okay, you guys are obviously evil, but to me, my favorite villains are always the ones where it's like, you know, they're not totally in the like wrong here. With, yeah, like that's nothing bad about maybe like, oh, social security codes so we can track everyone across the galaxy and mm-hmm. you know, we can you know, give jobs to more people and we can unify galaxies and planets together under one efficient network run by a central government imagine the things we can accomplish both technologically and socially and all these other things it's like yeah okay and look these soldiers have jobs now that they didn't have before Mm -hmm. and they're appreciative of that and they're like forget the republic what did it ever do for me which you know but the problem with that is you end up having clones beat up uh rick and morty's voice actor outside of that transport that they were trying to get in there was a an episode no i don't know if it's actually him but don't you think do you remember the voice actor no for what uh, what character episode two when they a guy with the chain codes was trying to get on the transport oh oh am, yes 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 like the alien looking guy yeah it's like i have transport it I sounded to just get on this ship yeah yeah, I don't know. Uh, that would be no, funny, but, but yeah, I feel like but, I would have uh, known that if that was happening. I got to look in the credits, but it sounded a lot like him. But to, to what you're saying, I totally agree. There's like what they're doing can be construed as good to a lot of people. Mm. But then you actually see the ways they're doing it and you, you know, it's flat out evil. Flat out evil. Yeah. And it's an interesting direction to take this show. It's like, what else are they going to show us? Like, uh, yeah, um, there's going to be a lot. Is it going to get but, even darker? Like, are they telling, are they getting us used to it? Like, are they keep, I think we might get darker. I mean, we have to, my guess is, but I like what you said about, you like gray characters more than star Wars is very black and white pretty mm-hmm. much, you know? Um, because even Crosshair, he's going to end up being a, a good guy, and it's mostly I, my guess is, unless they really, you know, switch it up, uh, which would be cool. But it's going to be his inhibitor chip. It's causing him to be evil, and then they fix that, and he's going to join back on the team. So it, Star Wars is still, I think, like that. That's one of the reasons why I really like Kylo Ren, because mm-hmm. he has a lot of motive on both sides. He's a very gray character. And I, w- I want more of that in The Bad Batch, and I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, Adam Driver's portrayal of Kylo Ren is one of my favorite things of the sequel movies. But oh, for sure. He's fantastic. We like You touched on this confliction with the inhibitor chip, because it's interesting to talk about Crosshair, who after that horrific act of violence, you could tell he was maybe at odds with himself when he got back to the barracks. Like You could see there was this moment of... Yeah. That's why Solemn I think reflection. it's... Yeah. And then we also got a moment with Wrecker 
in this. You know, they had the crash landing, yeah. and Wrecker's like, oh, my head, but he's holding the exact spot where we know oh, the inhibitor chip goes. Oh, you think his chip's going to go on? I think the chip is acting up. I think... Oh, man. I mean, look at the hand placement. No, you're spot on. I didn't catch that. I knew you didn't there catch was some... that. They must have. No, he no, must no, have no, mentioned no, no, it like no, no, five no, times. I didn't think about a chip, but I was like, okay, is gonna is he gonna have a concussion? Is he gonna like end up in the hospital next episode? I didn't think about a chip like that. I knew something was going up with his head, but I didn't think it would like knock the inhibitor chip on. Yeah, or something got knocked loose, or maybe the Empire's trying to remote hack in. You know. Who knows? Well, he did hit his head on the crash landing. Yes. They showed that. So I thought he was going to end up like MIA for a while because he's, I don't know, has a, a brain hemorrhage or something. They they would go that dark now, but um, inhibitor chip malf or not malfunctioning, actually functioning as it's supposed to and Wrecker going bad too. Mm. Very interesting thought. I knew there was something up with that, but... I didn't. Uh, I didn't click those two together. I mean, we know where the inhibitor chip is in the clones. It's on the side of their head, and he was like, "Oh, I got my headache." And it's like, "Uh oh, yeah. I'm not feeling great about Wrecker right now." Yeah, but he was so he was so opposite of an uh, of a ramped up clone in this end of the episode. You know, he I, was even more they were docile and nice. Maybe, maybe. I think, Unless it goes the complete other way, but I doubt you're probably right. It's a good move. I, you know, I really think that this is what we're, this is what we're getting is this, this tease that a wrecker might be gutting under the, in, like, might have something funky with his inhibitor chip and that the Bad Batch really needs to figure out how to get into these inhibitor chips. And Well, uh, Tech's on a scanner. We know that. He's making one in, I believe, end of oh, the beginning of episode two. So maybe he'll complete that. <laughs> right, right. You know, Who knows? It's an interesting theory. I think maybe it could just be like an episode where Wrecker short wires and they have to try and get him back. You know, that could be it because they spent so much time with Wreck, like yeah, getting a connection between Wrecker and Omega in this episode. That yeah, it especially at the end with her they room were, and stuff. Right, where he made the room and before he was trying to eat her food and all this other stuff. And it was like yeah. they had a genuine connection, which she had one with Hunter. Now she has one with Wrecker. And um, it might be setting us up for a like a Wrecker losing his, his self-control for a little while there. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Based on what you said, I'm thinking we have an episode either next episode or a little later, maybe one after that, Wrecker short circuits. He goes full uh, crosshair, basically. And either, you know, the Bad Batch switch him back to normal, and they're going to use that technique on crosshair when they go save him. Because we already know Hunter is upset at himself um, because, you know, Bad Batch, we don't leave everybody behind. We don't leave anybody uh, behind. So I'm thinking... They're going to go save Crosshair with whatever technique they use to revert Wrecker back to normal. Ah, I see. I see. They figure out some key thing about the inhibitor chip through dealing with Wrecker that they can then implement for Crosshair. Yeah, I think that's And that's going to be hard to do because he's already been lasered, (laughs) you know, to make it, you know, times 10. So that'll be, I think, 
I, that would be cool, but I'm just, you know, making stuff up. Yeah, no, it's certainly an option that could be set up in these moments. Who knows what they're really setting up? It's just... Uh, yeah, I mean, we saw them go a completely different direction than anything we could have guessed. So yes. I really, uh, you know, sitting on the edge of my seat here for uh, Friday, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I know, I know. And you'll just have to listen to our episode next week when we discuss. But Ooh. yeah, for now, really interesting stuff. Lots of implications. Yeah. Who knows where we're going to be? So another um, interesting point I wanted to mention was... So we also the, the the coinciding stories of Omega and Hunter and then Crosshair's group. Mm-hmm. So we have Crosshair basically committing war crimes, but yes. you know they're they're not because the Empire is in charge and there's no you know law basically. So he that's its own thing. Mm-hmm. But juxtaposed to that is Hunter and Omega like building their relationship and. Omega taking charge and basically saving the day. Mm -hmm. And it's just an, it's kind of an, I'm not sure I 100% understand the dynamic we're going for right now in the Bad Batch in general, because um, I mentioned mentioned uh, this to you earlier, like in young adult fiction, we have somebody like Harry Potter who's going up against Cerberus. And that's pretty intense. The kid's going to get hurt, whatever. Uh, so I understand Omega going for a very, you know, going into a very dangerous daredevilish circumstance to save the day. And that's what she does. She doesn't really blink at the danger. She just goes for it. Um, she's a little scared afterwards. We saw her scared in the previous episode with the saber cat type thing. Yeah. The Nexu. And the Nexu. But here we have like a young adult story with like fatherly bonding type of thing juxtaposed with this crazy story. And it's just such an like, un, yeah, I've never seen a dynamic, like what the, what's going on in the bad batch. And I want to see if these like converge or they keep separating these stories or what they're really going for, what the mm-hmm. real, theme of everything is because everything is too well written to not be on purpose right i agree you know what i mean yeah i get it but it, i it, haven't it, figured it out yet it, it it's hard to tell what they're working towards i agree because that's on one end it's obvious that they're trying to develop these found family bonds especially mm-hmm. between hunter and omega like they have a especially they have a a a strong bond and to the extent in which that you know what their relationship is is very interesting like is it like a fatherly role or is it like a commander respecting your commander role yeah Um, it could go that way i didn't yeah so in that sense i mean hunter definitely feels responsible in like a way that a a parent would feel responsible for a child that's like the vibes Mm -hmm. i'm getting um well, but, he also feels like that for his um, his soldiers. Nobody's left behind. You know, he yeah, yeah, yeah. that that could be his version of a fatherly role. It's like converting his commanding position to sure, something sure. else. You know, but yeah, and so I think that angle is an important one, and I think they're building that up, and I think they're also trying to build up Omega as this important figure. I really do, and. So, like, there, 
I might. This is causing me to. You know, we had discussed on our when we discussed the first episode of like, oh, who is Omega? Or we had like yeah. the hype episode. We were theorizing based on the trailers. It's like we had tossed around the idea of Omega being force sensitive, and this could be another one of those um, cases for her being force sensitive. The way she handled the this monster that eats light energy yeah. and was like put down the blaster and. You know, she didn't do any like forcey moves. No, she though. That's didn't. The thing. We she... didn't see any. We didn't see any um, lore building around her, and I was really looking for that. But they're keeping the mystery tight. Mm. You know, they're not giving right right away now. Yet. I think they're setting her up as brave. I think they're setting her up as more passive and less like blaster heavy. I don't know. And she's a bit of a daredevil, if you ask me. She is, but she's also. But um, I think that's a night. Uh, like she's a deliberate with her too. actions. You know, she's um, she's not going to just come out guns blazing unless she's in. Like, oh, for a sure. She even says, um, "Don't worry, I didn't use the blaster." Right, right. And so, I don't think Hunter even said, "Don't use the blaster." Yeah. You'd probably say, "Yeah, use the blaster." Yeah, exactly. So, so I think they're trying to build her up both as a strong, independent. A character and also I think she's going to be super powerful somehow something's going to happen it's she's in two perilous situations I think it's one of these like destined for greatness beyond the bad batch kind of relationship dynamics that we're going for here I think at some point it's like yo if you love her you'll let her go kind of a thing as far as it's going like she's she's her star will rise too high for the bad batch kind of is where this might be going i that's one reason why i could see they're both building up omega as she can take on these monsters on her own and like she can connect with the team and inspire people and also not you know show real wisdom and also oh i worry about you because i love you kind of thing with like Mm -hmm. a father-daughter relationship so that could be. That's my go in theory. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. They're really keeping you on your toes with this because, like I said, just the like duality of these two. I mean, they're so opposite uh, ends of the spectrum for um, a TV show, and I I just want to see where this is going because it's going to be very interesting. To oh see. yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. in episode four. I'm just looking forward to more of what we got in episode three of like these. But we might even we might get something totally different. That's the thing. They're right. They they're might switching go, stuff up. Yeah. Uh, maybe Omega will go get her driver's license or something, and Hunter will be nervously in the co-pilot. Yeah, with Piccolo being like, "Careful, <laughs> careful!" Like, right. But a filler, a random filler episode. A com- totally comedic episode could be thrown in, or like Omega could be kidnapped and she meets Boba Fett and they have to kill somebody and then she kills somebody and then the rest of the Bad Batch is like, well, you know, that's what clones do and it could like and literally anything can happen to the show. Literally and anything. It's, we it's and, nuts. I mean, you don't get that from Star Wars a lot. And no, I, I, I love it. We are in a period right now where Star Wars lore is expanding and it's news yeah. and it's dropping now in the present yeah. and it's exciting and we and haven't. And it's not even just that. the lore; it's just the writing is like, hey, because I feel we're like gonna do, we're going to make a good story. We don't care what. 
what we, yeah, like you know, the Mandalorian was full of Easter eggs and new characters, uh-huh. but I feel like in the Bad Batch we are getting back to some of this exploring, like writing more into the history books here of Star yeah. Wars more than with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a great show and and I love it for totally different reasons, but well, completely different reasons. Yeah, I but, agree. Um, no, the the Bad Batch is exciting to me because we're getting these, you know, we're getting these perspectives on Order sixty six. We're getting these swift perspectives on Camino, where mm-hmm. there's implications about cloning that ended up playing a huge part in the the sequel trilogy. So yeah. it's like, who knows where this is all going? And we know that there's like cloning technology. I don't want to spoil the Mandalorian, but in like the first episode, there's a dude who's not a Kaminoan, but is was tr- like from Kamino, part of yeah. the cloning technology. You know, so, we know they didn't disappear. We know they didn't that's, disappear, and that's a connection. We mentioned that the last ep- our last episode. There's a web that they're making for the. I guess it's not like the MCU. What is it? The SW, but like TVU, it's going no, but it's going to work into the movies too. I Mm -hmm. they're making they're connecting all of these things from such different time periods, and that's a perfect example. And it's not even a spoiler, like you said, that's early first episode, right? Right, cloning does not go away, and the Emperor has his eyes on cloning the entire time. Mm -hmm. And we know a little bit about that from Legends EU stuff, but um. Oh man, it's crazy! It's yeah, crazy stuff. you know, it's it's fun. I think we'll get a lot more lore about cloning in this, yeah. and it's just it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan and talking Star Wars TV. Yeah. And Dirk, I have a very serious question here: Ooh. Is the Bad Batch eligible for prequel memes or sequel memes? Where do you draw the line? If it's before episode four, does that make it a prequel meme? Prequel. Could be. I would rule out sequel for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but th- but does that just by ruling OT out sequel, memes or whatever, right? That that's Yeah, the... no, no, I know, I know that. But I sequel I'm ruling out. OT it's close. What is Rogue One, I guess Rogue One is a think, prequel. I think Rogue One is a prequel meme, which would... I'm going prequel. All right. I'm going prequel. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Especially with the Roger Roger connection, mm-hmm. and the even if it's just the first episode, it's got... Part of it has, I don't want to say elevated, but elevated prequel vibes, you know? Right. It's taking the prequels more seriously than they generally take themselves. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm going, it's... You know, like, Revenge of the Sith was a little more serious. There's obviously memes in there, but it's more serious in Episode 1 and 2. I mean, and we got to I see think... some pretty horrible violence in the end of Episode 3 with oh, the younglings. Oh, sure, for sure. And so... No, but I mean, it was more of a... I think it was a better constructed movie than the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our other episodes on Episode 1 and 2. Check it uh... out. Check it out. <laughs> Great plot. But... Um... But I think it was taking itself a little more th- seriously as a movie, and I think Bad Batch is a prequel, but taking it even more seriously as a, not a cinematic perspective, but a, it wants to tell a good story without being um, 
trying to think of the right word. <laughs> Dumb. <Yeah. laughs> Doesn't sound like the right word. <laughs> uh, it's not, but it's that's what I'm going with. But so I, I'm going prequel. It's a prequel meme. Although right. I haven't seen any. I mean, we've seen a couple of memeable things, but nothing hysterical. Yeah. Well. Y- like any Only good Star three. Wars meme, it takes time. You know, how long did we have to wait for the prequel memes to shine? 20 years? That's true. Took them a while. Took them a while. We don't know what kind of show we're watching just yet. You know, we're still getting it. Yeah, people are taking it a little seriously right now, which is fair because, I mean, look at the show. Yes. Um, but. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm going prequel meme. If I you think can find so some. too. I think you know, right. there's precedent are... that Rogue One is prequel meme, and then this takes place before that. Yeah. So by just right there. I think that's the move. That's but, the move. Um, yeah. Which is exciting so, for the future of prequel memes. I think. We got a whole what eighteen episodes worth of uh, stuff to go through. We've we got a lot some. of episodes to go through. We could find some. That's true. So this maybe is... I'll try one on the. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> you're you're a much better memer than I am. I mean, I can find other people's memes, but uh, I'm not a, I'm not a general Kenosi over here. I don't know. You're very. You have such an eye for them. I think you. Can, <laughs> you can probably. Mean, they, they come to me. I I they get. I find them through my different That's channels, fair. and it's a, fair. they make fine additions to my collection. What can I say? <laughs> I, I'm more of a general. See, you're, I'm on, more you're of always a, on board. I'm more of a general Riposte than a general Kenosi. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, to me, they're new. You're always a way ahead. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You send them to me, and I'm. I always get a bit chuckle. <laughs> yeah. The one. Uh, I think I posted it. Didn't I post a link to? You uh, did. You did. That was hysterical. With uh, I loved. I loved Thor's talking about it. and yeah. uh, Obi Wan, which is you know not a bad batch conversation, but it is a funny meme. It was that high quality. We highly yeah. recommend watching and some whoever did it. I, I we linked it to the YouTube channel. Did yeah. like an insanely good job, and then he tosses Malinor, and he's like, so uncivilized. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... And then uh, uh, Thanos is like, I am inevitable, and Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, oh, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) And Don't try it. Yeah, 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 the hello there, don't try it. He got all the good stuff in. (laughs) I I wish I remembered the... the name of the guy. Well, it's on That's our Twitter fantastic. page that we, you know, yeah, share the channel. So go check us out there at Roger Roger Pod for all the spiciest, hand, reposty, hand-picked Charles memes. That's They're right. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. A prequel memes holds a near and dear place in my heart. I think it's some of the best memes on the internet. So oh, I would agree. I'm happy to to put bad batch in that pool you know it's it's a it's an exciting time to be a star wars fan and a star wars uh prequel memes fan as well oh yeah i gotta see more though you gotta send me some <laughs> i'll keep i'll keep an extra diligent eye out for any upcoming memes so it should be funny and yep. should be great but before we wrap up, I do have to say one more thing. Oh, boy. A off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the oh fans boy. stuck around. <laughs> no, they're gone. They're gone. This is just for us. Okay. Nobody's what, listening. What do we got? What do we got? Um, I wanted to mention uh, Crosshair Redemption Arc. It's going to happen. I think so. I, I think it's more of like saving Crosshair. 
and accepting no, but, no, him. No, but back. not just that. Not just he's gonna have to redeem himself. He's gonna keep committing war crimes or whatever. Uh, they're gonna get worse. And he, even if it's an inhibitor chip doing a lot of it, I can see a redemption arc. I don't know, and I, I, I want to say a tie-in with another show, or we'll get a a big drop from um, maybe Rebels. I haven't watched a lot of Rebels, mm. but maybe you know that could be on the list too because that's going to come into play here. Early Rebels is. Or, yeah, early Rebels is like late Bad Batch. It's, there's going to be something here. And a Crosshair Redemption arc is going to happen. I think it's one of the things I'm looking forward to most. Because like you said, it's not... I Well, you mentioned um, accepting, accepting him back into the Bad Batch and stuff. But it's going to be more than that. Because I don't know if you can just write him back in. He's going to need to do something to prove himself. And I think that's going to be either maybe the finale or something really... It's going to be like one of the integral moments of the show. In my, that's my guess. Right. That no, I. I mean, that's definitely coming. I mean, they already started teasing the idea of like, oh, it's Crosshair's inhibitor chip. Like, yeah, maybe we could save him or something or change the chip. You know, they're starting to flirt with those ideas, and I think they're starting. But I to- just wonder what he's going to do. Is he going to like take out like an imperial base? Is he going to? Who knows? I think you know. Uh, I think that part of the story will get. Maybe we'll get a sneak at Vader, or maybe we'll get um, Ahsoka on the fringe or something. I think we'll get something cool at the end of the show. That's oh my yeah, guess. yeah. I am. Really, Not that the show isn't cool already. No, I'm excited you know? to see someone yeah. from like the A list of these other shows coming in, making guest appearances. I mean, we've gotten some great. We got Saw Gerrera, We got Cut. I don't know if he's A list. Uh, he's fun A-list. though. But I mean, we're oh, getting, they're great. We're but getting Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, Tar- he's like B list. <laughs> we get a couple of C's, a B. We need an A. Yeah, A I mean, is coming. I, a, is, a coming. is coming. It's just a matter of who, and. It's, it'll be exciting. And yeah. Yeah. And this idea of a crosshair redemption is interesting. Maybe he defeats Commander Chad. Ooh. Because we don't see Commander Chad in episode four, you know? We see yeah, t- but he's not a fighter. Maybe he takes down his, like, um, battle station. Maybe the first. Oh, if he took down the first Star Destroyer somehow. Mm. Or, oh, you know, unfortunate, but maybe it's like a sacrificial thing. Maybe he. Oh. You know? You know, says I'm going down for you guys. You know, I could see that happening. That's that's ca- interesting. You know? Yeah, you know, he saves the day by sacrificing himself. It could be. I, I wouldn't like to see it. That's kind of dark. Could... Yeah, where it's like he knows that his oh, mind. They, is... they've done it in the Clone Wars. They've yeah. had like clones. Yeah, but know. this is different because it's implying like I know there's something wrong with my brain. Yeah, and yeah. there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, so that's I will why. Sacrifice myself in this moment. Like that's kind of the darker implications of that tone of like you we've know, seen. Yeah, we. I don't know if they keep ramping up the darkness of this show. It can easily get there. Yeah, and that seems a little. Dude, I mean, the end of Rogue One, everybody... No, knows. no, I hear you, I hear you. I just think there's interesting themes here of, of like, agency, and, you know, I don't I don't think they're going this far, but n- maybe, like, not not going as far as to say mental illness, but it's this... It, it kind of invites those comparisons of, like, oh, my 
this inhibitor chip in my brain it's causing me to think yeah. like ungood un- thoughts and, and so to, to have the solution be to sacrifice yourself it's well i no, i meant like yeah no i i get that but it's more to yeah, that's you know, not where i think they're going yeah. direction wise but th- that's where mine that's where my mind kind of went. i was like hey, i don't know if that's the vibe i would want but i mean they've sh- you're right in that they've yeah. shown that they've are willing to i was thinking more into like how obi-wan basically sacrificed himself for everybody to get away in episode four you know right right he drew vader's attention held him off for a little bit and then uh you know basically force ghosted himself so right right guess, you know and this time it's, it's protecting people from himself you know Oh no! I was thinking he was. Uh, that's that's even darker than I was thinking. I was thinking he would protect them from maybe um, uh, uh, what's his name, Commander Chad or something, or he would be holding off the enemy so the Bad Batch can get away, maybe to finally um, be free of the galaxy and they could like hang out with mm. Cut, you know, something like that. I wasn't. That's even darker. I mean, heck, they could go that way too, where he's like. He's like, I can't I'm, control I'm a, myself. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I was thinking more of a, like, I will save the day for uh, you guys. Not I see, that a way. That sacrifice. Right, right, I right, see. right. But heck, they could go your way too, and that's, you know, I'm not anything could happen right now, and uh, you know, man, yeah, that's uh, that's true. Yeah, we'll see where they go with it. You know, the world is our is the Star Wars world is. It's just beginning to be explored here. There's so much potential right now, and yeah. it's exciting to see where it goes. Um, is there any other Bad Batch episode two or three moments you would like to bring up before we call it a day? Not really. I'd like to check the if Rick and Morty was actually uh, the voice <laughs> of that guy. But... <laughs> right, right. Somebody, uh, somebody tweet at me if he was. <laughs> Nobody's going to tweet at me. Nobody's listening. <laughs> You could put the call out there to Twitter and see what happens. There's some I'll listeners tw- here. I'll tweet at uh, what's his name? Oh, Justin Roiland. <laughs> no, um, Dylan's favorite person in the world. Taylor Community. Swift. Well, no, that's recently. <laughs> um, Dan Harmon. Harmon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, t- I'll tweet at Harmon. He'll ignore me too. Or you could just ask Justin Roiland himself. You know, if, are you in Bad Batch? <laughs> <laughs> are you? You have to find out that gonna, character's name both. in yeah, the credits and find out his name and just do some. You know, I mean, you could just. But at that point, you would know. I'm who sure the voice a thousand actor people was. tweeted at him already. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never even thought to make that connection, but oh, that was like the first thing I thought. Also, I read that uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode that um, pa- uh, Padawan kid guy. Oh yeah, Cody or Caleb? Yeah, or... Caleb. Caleb. Uh, he. I was like, he sounded like a thirty-year-old in a fourteen-year-old's body. I read they actually changed his name. Uh, not changed his name, changed his voice. They pitched it up a little. Because I think they noticed it was a little weird. It's like, no. I don't remember if I meant. Yeah, I don't remember if I mentioned that or not. But uh, it's funny that they actually did. Because yeah. it was a little off. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they tried. It's. Uh, oh, they're killing it. Yeah. Yeah, no. And that's another thing. Who, well, Cody's got a. Or Caleb. Come oh, back he's coming back. When, yeah. He could be some the genetic material. Probably not though. Oh. But it could be. No, they would have already have to uh they have a 
a subject already, I think. Hmm. I see. I see. And he probably wouldn't go to Camino if yeah. the clones, if he hates clones. Oh now. yeah. That's probably the last place he would go. <laughs> not a great. Not the best theory I've no. ever had. I'm thinking Sifidius is head in a jar. Uh, that's, money on it. That money on it. I would like to see. That I would definitely be interested in. I mean, we've seen crazier, so... Yeah, we, honestly. We had Palpatine on a stick. I mean, we can take Sifo-Dyas in a jar. It was a crane. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a Sith crane. <laughs> the Sith crane, that's right. right. All right. Well, all right. I think we've said it all. Um, thank you, everyone. All and more. Yeah. All and more. Yeah, maybe too much, but you know what? That's just Definitely ex- too that's much. That's just bonus content. And <laughs> thank you all for listening to Roger Roger. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun. He's, you know, this is an exciting time to be talking Star Wars. And we will be back next week with episode four and episode maybe some four? others. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on. The, the fourth episode of The Bad Batch. And we will maybe get into some other Star Wars content as well mm-hmm. along the way. We'll see. But yeah, we're not going to just focus on solely the Bad Batch. We're throwing some other stuff in there, too. So if you aren't watching or if you just don't care, uh, you should probably watch. I would recommend it. But yeah, yeah. if you're not, we're, we're working in some other stuff, too. So don't worry. We're not going to be... Uh, the Bad Batch show, like we were the episode one show for a while. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. we're working on it. We, we're, we're trying to figure out the grooves. Hey, guys, we're just getting started over here. There's so many yeah. exciting opportunities ahead of us, and we are looking forward to taking those adventures with you. All right. See you, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye, Roger. <laughs> Goodbye. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.